Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not a substitute for therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or share your progress, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, after you listen, be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, co-journers. I am glad to be with you for another episode of the Homecoming Podcast and want to acknowledge and appreciate our sponsor, Pepperdine University Online, where I teach. Since 1971, Pepperdine Graduate School of Education and Psychology has had one mission, to strengthen professionals for lives of purpose, service, and leadership. Online psychology at Pepperdine is the latest evolution of that mission, with online master's programs designed for people who want to align their work to their life's calling. The format combines live online learning with hands-on clinical training in each student's own community. The online master's programs are led by renowned faculty in the field who are passionate about their life's work and their students. Pursue your purpose at online psychology at Pepperdine. Visit www.pepperdinepurpose.com backslash homecoming to learn more. Thank you so much, Pepperdine Online, for your support of the Homecoming Podcast. And I'm excited that we also have poetry submissions for today. And I'm going to read an excerpt uh, from our submission. And I have two possible ways of pronouncing our author's name. So either Tiffania Richardson or Tiffania Richardson. I am so appreciative of your submission. And she is a mother and writer in Oakland, California. And this is an excerpt from her piece, The Eye of the Storm. I had gotten so used to the storm, I hadn't given my mind or body the opportunity to celebrate the fact that I was out. You could get so used to fighting that you fight the blessings that God tries to send your way. By the age of 29, I had been fighting the majority of my life. There is, however, a period on the journey where a shift takes place. The environment doesn't necessarily change and the drama may still exist, but it no longer consumes you. It's like one day, it just stops. You have cracked the code and can anticipate the blow before it connects. You have grown stronger, a little wiser, and you are a little more prepared because of the storm. Thank you so much, Tiffania, for that piece. It is really highlighting for us the ways we can get stuck in a particular mode of fighting to the point, as you said, where we can even block our own blessings uh, and also recognizing, as you named, that some of the storms in our past prepared us for and helped us to recognize issues, pits, challenges that show up in our present. And so thank you so much for sharing that. And that comes from a book that she wrote 
uh, Tiffany Jones, the queen of the ghetto. All right now. Thank you very much, Cojourner. I appreciate you sharing that with us. And so our topic on today is learning to trust yourself. Learning to trust yourself. This is so important as we talk about this homecoming journey because many of us have been disconnected from ourselves as a result of stress, trauma, oppression, all of these experiences, disappointments, delays, frustrations, nightmares, living nightmares, all of those experiences can make us doubt ourselves, can create insecurity, can make us uncertain of our ability to discern people or circumstances or situations when we have been taken off guard or surprised, when we have been betrayed or violated, all of that often results in difficulties trusting. And we usually spend a lot of time, focus and energy discussing trusting other people. But the reality is that many of us do not trust ourselves, that we have been talked out of our own awareness of who we are. We have been talked out of an awareness of our wisdom, of our knowledge, of our clarity. And those things can keep us in a place of being stuck. What are some of the indicators that I don't trust myself? One of them is when I refuse to show up as myself, that I am constantly imitating others because I believe in order to be acceptable, I have to be something that I am not. And so if I speak in a way, if I dress in a way, if I live in a way that does not reflect my truth, is not authentic. And I want to say that is for those identities where it is safe to do so. I know that we have a global podcast and some people may be in circumstances where they would love to more freely express themselves and that, that is not an option in terms of their own safety. But if you are in a place where you can actually show up as you, but you choose not to because you feel that who you authentically are would not be acceptable, that who you authentically are is not uh, worthy of respect, of care, of love, then we can begin to perform. We may begin to imitate other people. And so if I am living a lie, right, if I am living as something other than who I am, then I want to be mindful that this may be an indicator that not only I don't trust the people around me to be able to handle my truth, but also I may, I may feel uncertain even within myself, that I may feel conflicted 
about aspects of my own identity, personality, interests. And so if I am not living as myself, then it's highly likely I don't trust myself. Another indicator is when it is difficult for me to make decisions. And what that can result in is me either constantly asking other people to decide for me. And so really none of my decisions or choices are my own. It is all uh, uh, allowing someone else to map out my life and never feeling comfortable or confident to make choices for myself. Sometimes instead of turning over all of our decisions to others, some of us get lost in procrastination. I don't trust myself to choose, and so I remain stuck and stagnant that I'm not able to mobilize uh, for fear that I'm going to make the wrong choice. And in the procrastination, some of us are overthinking, playing it over and over in our head, all the different possibilities. And then some of us remain distracted and disconnected where I'm not making a decision and I'm also not even thinking about making a decision because all of it just feels like too much. So not living as myself, not being able to move forward in particular directions and make decisions. Another piece about not trusting ourselves can show up in isolation, that if I was betrayed or disappointed by a friend or a romantic partner, then I can lose trust in my ability to choose good people or to discern if someone has a good heart. And so for fear of that happening again, then some people will choose no one. And so then we have the isolation, the self-isolation, where I don't want any friends. Uh, I don't want any uh, dating partner because I don't trust myself. And so I am likely to, quote unquote, get it wrong and end up hurt and devastated again. And so that piece of um, isolation can be an indicator of not trusting myself. And another possibility as it relates to relationships with not trusting myself is not being willing or able to set boundaries, right? To set a standard of how I should be treated or what a friendship should look like, how people uh, can speak to each other, even if they are in disagreement. But if I don't trust my own awareness, my own experience, and even as people are doing things or saying things that dishonor me, I can feel uncertain, right? Like, am I just being sensitive? Am I uh, wanting too much? And so if I don't trust me, not only might it result in isolation, but it can also result in staying in circumstances, jobs, friendships, relationships, uh, even faith communities that are a disservice to us. But we feel uncertain about, am I overreacting? Like maybe it's just me and this is the way it is. Like this is how friends talk to each other or this is how a supervisor 
uh, is supposed to treat you. So when you have one, never received healthy uh, treatment, healthy relationship, and two, when you have been in experiences uh, that have where there is pervasive abuse and mistreatment, in a lot of ways it becomes normative and you become uncertain of yourself that even though it doesn't feel good, you can begin to question what can I expect, right? And in terms of am I expecting or wanting too much? And so learning how uh, to trust myself will also uh, shift my boundaries, uh, shift my expectations, shift my standards in a lot of ways for, you know, what would someone have to do uh, in a job for me to say, this really is too unhealthy for me to remain or for me to be in a friendship? And can I trust myself if in this person's presence, I really kind of feel like that's not my friend, right? Like I really, (laughs) I really start to question, like, does this person actually want me to have a good life? Does this person actually want me to be happy? Or like, what is happening here? And when I am uh, uncertain about me, or I I don't trust that voice within, uh, then I will look for other people to let me know, is this okay? Or is this acceptable? Or should I remain uh, in this circumstance? And so you want to begin to think about, are there ways in my homecoming that I want to learn to trust myself more, to get really in tuned with my feelings, my needs, my thoughts, my voice, to get in tune with my gifts, my knowledge, my wisdom, and even my vulnerabilities, that when I trust myself, it doesn't mean that I believe I am perfect, but I also trust myself to know me. So what may work for other people, when I know me and I trust my knowledge of myself, then I'll say, you know, that's not really for me, right? That's that may be fine for, for other people, but that doesn't work for me in my knowledge of myself. And so it is really crucial to come home to myself that I heal my relationship with me, that I heal my understanding of myself so that I can live more authentically so that I can actually have progression and movement and not uh, stay stuck out of that fear and insecurity, and so that I can also trust uh, myself to know myself, right? Um, When I am uncertain about me, then you will encounter some people who who love to control, who love to manipulate, who love to dictate, uh, who would love to set the agenda for your life. And that may be family members, 
It may be coworkers. It may be so-called friends. It could be a romantic partner. But when I don't have a sense of my identity and other people will tell me what it is um, I am supposed to be doing or what it is they think I am good at, even if that does not align with the calling that is on my life, even though that does not fully resonate, but I won't know that if I don't know me. So it is my hope for you, for each of us on today, that we really build or rebuild our capacity to trust ourselves. And so one of the ways we can begin to build that is finding more spaces and places to show up authentically, right? The way I get in touch with me and also trusting uh, who I am is with experience. It's, it's like, you know, when we're talking about relationships with people, we often say, well, if you spend more time with a friend or you spend more time with a dating partner, then you get to know them and then kind of the trust can build over time, right? We often will note that about our relationship with other people, but it is also true about our relationship with ourselves that I can only develop trust within me by spending time as me, right? By being able to speak freely what I feel, what I think, what I know, by being able to let my face match my mood, <laughs> right? To not have to constantly pretend that like all is well or that I agree with everything. And let me say, you know, when, when you disagree, not everybody's going to like it, but it's also living in truth and trusting that I don't have to think something just because other people around me think it, right? This is, this is what I believe. This is what's important to me. These are my values. And so getting in touch with your own self-expression, your expression of your feelings, your expression of even how you show up in the world, right? It's like, are you continuing to wear uh, the clothes that your family said or your friends said look good on you, even though they make you uncomfortable? or things that the media said that this will get you the attention, even though when you put that on, it doesn't feel like you, right? Something feels off or you feel like, you know, you're being something else, somebody else. And so what would it mean for my outside to match my inside? I begin to trust myself not to be perfect, not to get everything always right, but knowing that I have an understanding of myself, of my journey, of my values, of my dreams, and I am committed to living them out. And when I find that I have taken a detour or I find myself in a pit or a setback, that I also trust myself to be able to reset and revive, and recalibrate, and recenter, and reground myself, and refill to begin again. So my heart really goes to those of you 
school, you say, I tried that, you know, I tried love, or I tried going back to school, or I tried launching my business, and it didn't work out. Well, I want to encourage you to get back into living again, that it may feel safe to make no decisions, it may feel safe to ask everyone to choose for you, but there is a homecoming that is waiting for you. There is an aspect of yourself that cannot be fully alive, fully honored, as long as you don't trust yourself. And so I am grateful for this moment of refreshing, this moment of revelation for us to see ourselves and to begin again walking in the direction of truth, of authenticity, of gentleness and compassion for ourselves. So in this place and in this time, won't you take sacred breath with me? I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. 